What a beautiful way to begin worship this morning. Thank you, everyone. Welcome to worship this fourth Sunday in Advent. It's wonderful to be here in your presence. I think you all know me, but in case you don't, I'm Pastor Christy, and I serve the Church of Steadfast Love in Pioneer Square and the Compass Housing Alliance. I invite you to stand as you are able as we begin this morning with the confession. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Beloved, now is the time to wake from sleep. Let us confess our sins and confess them to the one who is merciful and just. God of new beginnings. People of God, a new thing is growing in our midst, a tender branch, a living sign. By water and the Spirit, you are joined to this wonder. You have put on Christ, and your sins have been covered by his righteousness. Rejoice in the way of the Lord, no longer bound to yourselves, but freed to live for others. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, source and sustainer of the universe. John the Baptist calls all people to prepare the Lord's way, for the kingdom from heaven is near. Bless us as we light the candles on this wreath. Baptize us with the fire of your spirit, that we may be a light shining in the darkness 
welcoming others as Christ has welcomed us. For he is our light and our salvation. Blessed be God forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. With your abundant grace and might, free us from the sin that hinders our faith, that eagerly we may receive your promises. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. We continue with the readings. An Israelite and Arame Aramean military coalition presented a serious threat to King Ahaz of Judah. In response, Ahaz decided to secure his throne and kingdom by seeking Assyrian help. Isaiah reminds Ahaz that human attempts to establish security will fail. The prophet gives the sign that is the only source of true safety. Emmanuel, God is with us. A reading from the book of Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. 
He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. Word of God, word of life. Most of the Christians in Rome do not know Paul. In this letter's opening, he introduces himself as an apostle divinely appointed to spread God's gospel. The gospel's content is the promised coming of Christ, and Paul's mission is to bring about the obedience of faith among all nations, including his Roman audience. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be son of God, with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Word of God, word of life. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man, and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son and named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. So this is the fourth Sunday in this short season of Advent. During this season, we use the color blue to remind us it is a season of hope. It's a season of promise. And when we think about the word Advent, it means something is coming into being, right? So we have this beautiful set of readings for today about something coming into being, new life, new hope, new promise. There's someone looking for their pew here. You okay? Oh, here we are. Now we're feeling safe. And what a beautiful illustration to go with this text, right? So... Something coming into being and hope and these words of promise, God with us. When we think about Advent, we are kind of pushed to just think of the Advent of the future. God coming again and all things being restored. No longer pain or loss or fear. That is the beautiful coming of Christ that we are longing for, right? But in doing that, sometimes we forget that we have these three promises of Advent, what God has done for us in the past, what God is doing for us now, and what God is doing into the future. So God is responsible for salvation and bringing forth these promises. It frees us from the work that we often hear that we need to be doing during Advent. God is doing God's work. And part of that work of this Advent now is working within each of us in our hearts when we hear God's word and respond. In our communities, as we discern together what is needed, where action needs to be, where we see and experience that there is a need for forgiveness, that there's a need first for repentance, right? There's a need for action and love and true community where none are forsaken or forgotten, isolated or alone, where nobody is living in fear or places of war and conflict, where we are working together not to bring about what God is going to do, but doing our part for the sake of each of us because we are called forth in love to be love. If it was dependent on us, things would never happen the way they're meant to happen because we are sinful, hurting human beings. 
But we call, we call each other together, and we are welcomed by God's call for us to become the body of Christ. We come to this place of worship, not in order to be saved. That was the old way of doing things. This was a penance. Does it feel like it sometimes? Probably right now while I'm preaching, you understand that, right? You came as a penance, and you got this little reward, that gift of salvation. But that's not how we believe that it works anymore. We come together as community into places of worship to hear God's saving word for us. To hear the good news. To be strengthened. To share with those around us who know us and love us and support us on this journey. We come because we are quick to forget for you. This is my body given for you. This is my blood poured out for you. And in our gospel reading for today and in our Old Testament reading, we are reminded that this has been God's plan for us forever. God with us, knowing us, understanding us, in human form, so he can truly understand what it is to be human, to take on these fleshy bodies to grieve and to rejoice, to struggle and to thrive, to see what it is we need. And God has provided it for us in a way that we will never fully understand on this instrument of torture and the gift of new life, where we no longer need fear tomorrow and what it might bring. We no longer need fear death because we have been promised and given life. God with us, Emmanuel. The good news declared in a way that we can maybe begin to understand. Jesus, in a family, nurtured and cared for, just as God asks us to nurture and care for each other and for the seed of faith which has been implanted within us so that it can thrive and grow and we can grow into the people that God desires us to be. Beloved children of God who hear God's word and respond where we recognize our sins of omission and commission and work to change that where we hear and believe that our sins are forgiven and respond out of that gift in a way that provides life for all of God's creation. Here we hear about Joseph, who is so sadly neglected in our gospel and easily overlooked because, well, he wasn't that necessary sometimes, right, in the story? But here he is so necessary. He hears the angel's word and he steps up. He fulfills that promise of the man that he is, a man of righteousness who does the right thing. 
It would have been easier to put Mary aside and say, yeah, she's not quite what I thought she was. But God says here, you are to support and sustain and care and give a name and make this possible. The first one in this story to believe and respond in a way that all of creation can hear God's promise for you. God continues to speak to us in ways that we don't always understand and sometimes have to be interpreted for us. So today, I invite you. I invite you to come to this table to taste and see and know that God is good to feel the weight of your sins fall off your shoulders, to rejoice fully with all that you are and all that you have, to go forth from this sanctuary without fear into whatever the day might hold, knowing that God goes with you. And I also want you to go forth in this season of Advent with new eyes and a new heart to see God working within you and around you to bring about God's plan where we are all united together without stain or blemish. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Let us together confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As we prepare for the fullness of Christ's presence, let us pray for a world that yearns for new hope. You may stand or sit or kneel, whatever you would like. God, our shepherd, let your spirit move with power throughout the church. Give discernment and wisdom to our bishops, pastors, deacons, and lay leaders. Take away our fears so that we serve and love, confident that you are guiding us. God, in your mercy. God, our source, awaken us to the beauty of the earth and the marvelous variety of life. Unite humankind in repairing and caring for your creation. Protect creatures and habitats in peril due to rising seas and warming temperatures. God, in your mercy. God, our vision, raise up leaders in every nation who dream of freedom and justice for all people. We pray for the work of international organizations that promote peace and human rights. God, in your mercy. God, our helper, come to the aid of all who cry out to you. Shelter migrants, refugees, and those fleeing war and famine. Bring relief to individuals and families experiencing hunger, homelessness, or impoverishment. Comfort any who are isolated or lonely. God, in your mercy. God, our Emmanuel, you are with us in our life together. We give you thanks for gathering us in worship and fellowship, and we remember those who cannot be present. Watch over those who travel. Heal the sick and speed their recovery. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God, our companion, look with grace upon those in hospice care and upon their family and friends as they face the future. Guide those who will accompany them in the days to come so that they will be cared for and comforted. Uphold them all in your abiding love and sustain them with your peace. God, in your mercy. For whom or what else do the people of God pray? Hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. 
Hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. In thanksgiving for the life of my father, Lord in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of loving kindness, you desire fullness of life for everyone. Fill those who hunger, comfort the grieving, and attend to those near death. Bring help and hope to any who are sick or needing your care especially Ben Mather's family, Olga, Pastor Dan's mother, Candy, Eunice, Elena's family, Mike's family, Ruth's family, Todd's family, Richard, Matthew, Kirsten, Kathleen, the Porter family, Finley, Kirsty. Michael Mottner's family, the Unseth family, John's friend, Christine, David, Jim, Awatash, Lugeta, Jean, Jan, Richard, Lee, Barb, Denny, Hildy, Mary, and Carol. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God, our hope, you bring life out of death, and you promise to be our God forever. Shine upon the faithful who now rest in the fulfillment of your promise, and bring us also into your blessed reign of peace. God, in your mercy. God of our longing, you know our deepest needs. By your spirit, gather our prayers and join them with the prayers of all your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I invite you to stand. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. You comforted your people with the promise of the Redeemer, through whom you will also make all things new in the day when he comes to judge the world in righteousness. And so with all the choirs of angels and with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples to eat, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, blessed it, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. As we prepare our hearts for this holy meal, let us pray the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I invite those of you, you may all be seated, I invite those of you who are communing in your pew to have your communion ready. This is the body of Christ given for you, and this is the blood of Christ shed for you. In this place of grace, all baptized Christians are welcome to the table of grace. If you wish to receive from the pew, you may do so using your communicable. Otherwise, we invite you to come forward and receive by intinction this morning. That is, you will have your wafer and dip it in the red wine or the white grape juice. For those receiving in the pew, you'll first peel off the bottom tab to eat the bread and then peel off the top to drink the wine. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Come, for the table has been laid. This is the body of Christ given for you.
May the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. Let us pray. Faithful God, in this meal, you have remembered your mercy, bringing heaven to earth in the body and blood of Christ. As we wait for the day when all your promises will be fulfilled, sustain us and strengthen us by this holy mystery. Guide us toward your promised future, coming to birth in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the announcements. So I know there's announcements in your bulletin. You're welcome to look at those. Does anyone have another announcement they would like to make? John, did I remember your name correctly? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to be quick. <laughs> um, well, I'm John. This pastor remembers. That's good. Um, I'll be short today. I made an announcement last week uh, uh, from your friendly, very friendly, uh, nominating committee. Uh, we're still looking for a few, to coin a phrase, for a few good women and a few good men. Uh, we've got special needs at president and vice president. And we want to fill out the council. Last year we only had, I think, nine out of the possible 15. It's fun. Uh, I first went on council when I joined the church, this church, and it was fun getting to know people. I, I encourage you again, as I did last week, to prayerfully consider joining the leadership of the church. Um, I was really encouraged, actually, by the response last week. I got several people came up to me, and, and uh, anyway, I'd uh, encourage you to uh, Step forward, let me know. Uh, Mark Opplinger is somewhere here. I saw him, maybe. Oh, yes. oh there he He's is. He's waving over there if you don't know who and, that is. Uh, but contact uh, Pastor or one of us, and uh, we'd be glad to chat with you and uh, let you know what, uh, what opportunities uh, are there. Thank you. Thank you, John. That might have been the best nominating speech I've heard. <laughs> Fun. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Right. We changed the Christmas Day service. I hope to see you all here. I will be here. And we changed it to 10. I appreciate your flexibility because my church is having a Christmas Day drop-in starting at noon. And this is how I was able to come and do the service. So you're welcome to join us at noon in Pioneer Square, the church's steadfast love for prepackaged goodies, maybe a movie if we can find a TV, and Yahtzee for sure. So... Uh, there's also um, the regular Christmas Eve services, but I would like you all to give a special round of applause for Sean for filling in today in such a beautiful way and leading us with music. I think you're especially going to enjoy the song as we go out. So you are welcome to stand and dance around in your pew during it if you like. Any other? Uh, there is a meeting today. That one probably should be noted. There is a meeting today at noon, Triangle Project Meeting, conference room after church. And there's some help needed delivering poinsettias, if anybody would like to do that during the week. That's a gift to the people who aren't able to join us here.
I don't see any other hands. All right. Let me put my book down so I can do the benediction right way. My internship pastor was very clear about this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. I invite you to stand for our hymn.